Welcome to the Yukon RUF podcast. RUF at Yukon is a ministry that relies completely on the financial support of churches and individuals like you in order to serve the Yukon community. You can support RUF at Yukon by going to ruf.org slash Yukon. what we could do virtually in these two weeks uh, to be fed from God's word and to grow together and be together. And uh, I decided that we could uh, spend a couple of weeks just looking at a couple of the Psalms that are uh, in the Bible. And uh, so we'll do this week and next week, we'll look at a Psalm each week and um, we're going to look at Psalm 130 tonight, and so if you got a Bible nearby, you can pull it out, or I think Sophie's going to screen share here. Yeah, yeah, cool. And uh, Psalm 130 has meant a lot to me over the years, and so it's one of the reasons I wanted to share it with you guys. And so uh, let me read it for us, and then we'll spend a little time uh, examining it, and then we'll have a little discussion time as well afterwards. So uh, let me let me read it for us. Uh, it says, Out of the depths I cry to you, O Lord. O Lord, hear my voice. Let your ears be attentive to the voice of my pleas for mercy. If you, O Lord, should mark iniquities, O Lord, who could stand? But with you there is forgiveness that you may be feared. I wait for the Lord, my soul waits, and in his word I hope. My soul waits for the Lord more than watchmen for the morning, more than watchmen for the morning. O Israel, hope in the Lord, for with the Lord there is steadfast love, and with him is plentiful redemption, and he will redeem Israel from all his iniquities. Um, Okay, I wonder what preparation routines you guys have. You know, like think about the things you do to prepare for something. You know, maybe you're someone who exercises and you've got your routine for exercising completely laid out. Or, you know, I I have some exercises I do and I'm kind of doing the same things each time and I have a system and I do it. And uh, Or maybe think about prepping for a new semester. When I was in college, I used to you know, there's this routine. You, you get the books and you look at the syllabus and you put it on your calendar or whatever you do, all the dates or uh, maybe a routine for how to take a test or study for a test, you know, or, you know, if you play a sport, how you warm up. And I want to, I want you to think about that because I want us to think about the Psalms that way. Uh, the Psalms were Israel's hymn book. Uh, it's their praise book. It was songs that, uh, were meant to form God's people as they sang them and as they prayed them. And uh, they were meant to prepare you, you know, singing these songs, praying these songs in the Psalms were meant to prepare you for life in God's word, in God's world. Uh, and they contain all the elements of life. So uh, some of them are sad and some of them are joyful and some have rage. And so they have, there's these Psalms uh, that God meant for us to sing and pray that have all the emotions, all the things uh, that go on in God's world. And, uh, you know, this psalm that we just read is a particular type of psalm. It's called a psalm of ascents. And uh, the psalm of ascent was a psalm that you would sing 
on your way to worship, actually, on your way to the temple. So Israel would often go to the temple. Uh, you know, God's people would be required to go to the temple from time to time. And they would sing this kind of song as they went to prepare them to worship in the temple. And it has these steps to it. It has these movements. It has this routine that you go through uh, to grow, to be formed. And so I want to just look at the three steps I see in the psalm tonight that we read. I want to look at the depths. It starts in the depths. And then it moves to the character of God. And then it moves to hope in redemption. So I want us to start off the semester uh, looking at it that way. And so I want to start out with the depths. Uh, Look at the psalm again, if you can. Um, Psalm 130, looking in verses 1 and 2, it says, Out of the depths I cry to you, O Lord. And this is language that's all over the Bible, crying out to God from the depths. Uh, There's a psalm, Psalm 69, that says, Save me, O God, for the waters have come up to my neck. Um, I sink in deep mire. There's no foothold. Uh, the flood sweeps over me. So, you know, when it says out of the depths, that's what it has in mind. It's like an actual hole you're in sinking down. Uh, think of quicksand or think of a swamp or something that you're stuck in and you're trying to get out. It's a situation where uh, there's no quick solution. There's no like, oh, if I had just remembered this technique, I would get out or there's no self-help to get you out of this situation. That's the kind of situation it's talking about. And remember, this is God's praise book. Uh, So the expectation was, you're going to need this psalm. Like this, you're going to be in situations that feel like the depths. And if you're in the depths, it doesn't mean that your life is like, or that your story is like way off track, hopeless. It just means that you're alive in this world. And sometimes what it's like to be alive in this world is to be in the depths. And uh, verse 3, moving through the psalm, tells us that it's a specific type of depth. Um, It's a depth that has to do with great guilt in the face of God's holiness. It's talking about guilt and shame, unworthiness. And, you know, guilt is an interesting thing in our culture today. We, uh, our culture has largely thrown out the idea of guilt and has said, you know, you don't need to feel guilty about things. You know, guilt is so primitive. We don't really need guilt anymore. And so many people don't really feel guilty or believe in the idea of guilt. And yet, what hasn't gone away and what has crept up all the more is the shame that we feel, uh, the unworthiness that we feel. And the reason that is, is because when you take out the standard of guilt, uh, God's standard uh, you're left with your own standard or other people's standards of, you know, what is right and good and the good life. And uh, we fall short of all those too. And so, um, you know, for that reason, depression and anxiety and suicide and all these things are way up in our culture today. Um, and guilt and shame and feelings of unworthiness persist and they take us to all kinds of bad places. Uh, for me, when I was in college, I, you know, I think about my Christmas break and Christmas break can be kind of hard. It's long, right? And if you were like me, you had all these big plans for your break or you were going to turn a new leaf or the new year, you were going to turn a new leaf. And my breaks were usually pretty disappointing and I usually failed at a lot of the things I wanted to do and I felt bad about myself and a lot of my Christmas breaks were spent shame spiraling. You know, why didn't I do more? Why did I waste the time? 
And uh, Psalm 130 affirms the experience of the depth. It says, yeah, this is what life is like. Guilt, unworthiness. Um, you know, you're guilt. You, we, we stand guilty, whether you believe it or not, we stand guilty before God himself. And if you're a big time sinner, then the Bible's for you. Like that's what this psalm is saying, first of all. If you're a big time sinner, the Bible's for you. R-U-F is for you because it's full of big time sinners. Um, if you feel a little need for God, you're probably deceiving yourself. Or maybe you're hiding. Uh, some of you guys know I have a four-year-old son, Asher. He's the man. He's a sweet kid. He's kind of a deep thinker, too. And uh, the other day, this is so interesting. Remember, he's four years old. And I'm in the kitchen, and he's talking to my wife, Maggie. And he goes, Mommy, uh, why do people say it's nothing when it really is something? <laughs> we were like, oh, okay. Like, he's, this kid's a genius, right? Like, when people say it's nothing, they really, it is something, you know? Um, I don't know where he got that from, but isn't it true? Uh, we hide. We have significant challenges and trials and difficulties going on, and we say it's nothing. Uh, we try to move forward. Uh, without acknowledging it. And Psalm 130 invites us to acknowledge that sometimes life just feels like you're trying to claw your way out of a slimy pit and making no progress. Uh, And it invites us to admit we have a problem that we've created that we can't fix. And instead of wallowing or hiding or denying, we're invited to cry out to God, uh, to sing to him about our pain, about our helplessness. Uh, So I'm going to ask you tonight, do you or you know, if you don't sing to God about it, can you let others in? Can you be vulnerable? Uh, that's what we want RUF to be. We want it to be a place where we can all acknowledge that we're in the depths when we are. Uh, and we can push each other toward the Lord. So that's the first movement, the depths. But then the psalmist shifts to the character of God. Verses three and four. Uh, he says, if you should mark iniquities, who could stand? And the implication is that, like, God could mark all our... He could just write it all down and be like, eh, you're gone. Uh, The implication is he sees everything. Uh, He sees not only the things we do and say and all that, but he sees deep into our hearts and why we do the things we do. Uh, But for God's people, he doesn't. He doesn't do that. And verse 4, it says, because with you, there's forgiveness that you may be feared. Kind of an interesting thing to say, right? With you, there's forgiveness that you may be feared. Uh, One time I was in a house that got struck by lightning. (laughs) Anybody ever been in a house that got struck by lightning? It was crazy. Um, It was like the lights flickered and like one of the TVs like never worked again after this happened. And uh, the boom from the thunder because it was right above us, was the loudest sound I have ever heard in my life. And so there's this like, boom, flash. And, you know, I'm not like afraid of storms now, like since then, but I do respect them a lot more that I was up close. Um, 
there's a power in being able to truly forgive. To be so big that you can pay the price on someone else's behalf. Uh, in God's case, you can forgive the sins of the world. Uh, not a cheap forgiveness, but an awe-inspiring forgiveness. So, when it says that you may be feared, it's talking about humble respect of God, knowing his greatness. In this case, the costliness of the forgiveness that he gives. And it's rooted in what the uh, psalm later calls steadfast love, a Hebrew word that means everything in the Bible. And I've, you've probably heard me say it before, this word chesed. Uh, it's usually translated steadfast love. It's the love of a covenant. It's a love where God has bound himself to his people at the beginning, therefore he cannot but forgive them. And so the beauty of life in the depths is that in the depths, God's steadfast love becomes a big deal. His forgiveness becomes a big deal. Going through the depths is what makes you cling to him. and It's what makes you rely on him. It's what makes you worship him. Uh, it makes us confident, not because we're great, but because we're his and he is great. Uh, So this semester, will you take your eyes off yourself a bit and focus on the greatness of God, his forgiveness, his love? Uh, There's an old Scottish pastor named Robert Murray McShane from hundreds of years ago, and he was famous for saying, for every look you take at yourself, take 10 looks at Jesus. Uh, That would be a great mantra uh, for this year. And that's really why we look at the Bible in RUF. That's why we gather as RUF. That's why we even gather on Zoom. uh, Because we think it's important to get together. Because the depths is a real thing. And we all need each other to point us to Jesus. So uh, that's the second movement, right? From the depths then on to the character of God. And finally, it moves to hope. Uh, hope in redemption. And, you know, notice how the psalmist moves from verse 1 to to the end of the psalm. He starts in the depths, and in the end, he's like, I wait and I hope. Uh, My soul waits for the Lord. Uh, He's totally been transformed through this movement uh, from the depths to God's character, and now thinking about what his hope is. Uh, You know, your hope is whatever you have as the basis for your future. Think about it like this. Your hope is whatever, you know, fill in the blank. I'll be okay as long as I have X. That's your hope. What is your hope? The psalmist's hope, he says, is plentiful redemption. Now, redemption is a big Bible word that means to be bought back. Um, The idea with the word is that, you know, the problem of the depths is not just that you're guilty. That's a big problem. But when you go down this path, what it means is that something owns you now. You know, we're talking about a pit that sucks you back in. You know, and our story is a story of rebellion. In the Bible, sin begins with rebellion, you know, turning on God. What we've all done is said, you know what, God? No, thanks. I don't know if you have my good in mind. I'm going to go my own way. That's where sin starts. And it takes us down a path that we can't get out of. 
Uh, it sets us on a course. Ultimately, it takes us right to the depths, to this place where the psalmist is at the beginning of Psalm 130. And redemption then is buying us back from the slavery. It's paying the price to set us free, to get us back. And the price is God himself getting sucked all the way into the pit to get you out. And what that looks like is the cross. You know, the cross tells us just how well God knows the depth of our sin and how much he wants us back. You know, the sin is bad. It took debt and Jesus had to die to pay for it. But look at how much he wants you back. Look at the price he'll pay to bring you back. And so the psalmist says, I will wait. And the psalmist wrote this before the cross. So he's writing about the, he doesn't know exactly how it's going to work. He's like, somehow, some way I can be redeemed. I will wait. And he waits, you know, Israel waits hundreds of years after this psalm is written. And it's, and he writes more than watchmen for the morning. It's this illustration of like someone who does the night watch. And if you're on the night watch, it's tiring, right? You're working in the middle of the, you're up when everyone else is sleeping. And what are you looking for? The sun. And what you know, though, is that the sun will come up. It has to come up. The laws of physics demand that it comes up. So what's his hope? His hope is God will come. It's happening. Just like I know that the sun's going to rise tomorrow. It's 7, 11 a.m. I looked it up. Uh, today, we live on the other side of the cross. And so our hope is more sure but we still wait. Uh, we wait for the final chapter uh, where we get welcomed in by Jesus himself, where, we, where he holds us and where there's no more depths. There's no more pain. There's no more addiction. There's no more threats. There's no more failures. Uh, that's a sure hope. That is happening. That's a stable hope. That's a hope that can carry you no matter what life brings. Or you can, your hope can be a good GPA. Or your hope can be wealth and comfort and status, or maybe your hope can be a person that loves you, or, you know, those are all fine things. But as your hope, they actually suck you back down into the depths because they cannot last. They are insecure. Uh, I have a good friend who recently uh, had a bit of a big experience in life. He... uh, had to admit to his wife and a lot of other people that he was addicted to pornography and, you know, had a story like many people uh, saw pornography at a pretty young age. And uh, for a long time, uh, you know, was pretty addicted and tried to deal with it on his own and, uh, you know, made some progress here and there. But ultimately, uh, he's around my age and he was still hopelessly addicted and you know he has he has a life that looks really great on the outside Uh, you would want his life if you saw him from the outside and yet he was hiding this big thing uh, that was weighing him down and he couldn't handle on his own and it came to a point you know he's a guy who serves in the church Uh, I'm telling you you would want his life if you saw it from the outside And he just couldn't sleep anymore and it was weighing him down. And so 
he took the big step of admitting to his wife, lots of people, uh, what his situation was, how he needed help. And that was really hard. And now he's getting help. And I talked to him not that long ago. I mean, his life is messier now. Like, <laughs> his life was looking smooth, and now it's a mess. Like, everything is a mess. He's got a family, and uh, all these people know. And his mess is out there for all these people to see. And he's so relieved. <laughs> I was talking to him, he's like, I'm so glad it's out there. So glad I'm not carrying this uh, anymore. Uh, how can that be? How can he be? How can his life have blown up and him be relieved? And the answer is because his hope isn't in how his life looks. His hope is no longer in his status or reputation or what his life looks like on the outside or anything like that. His hope is in the Lord. Uh, it's in plentiful redemption. Uh, his hope is now, you know, there is enough grace for me. And I can be known whatever I'm dealing with. Uh, So I want to invite all of us tonight to put our hope in the Lord, uh, to wait for him. And I want us to do it together this semester. Uh, So uh, come on back, keep coming back uh, this semester. And uh, that's what we're going to be doing. We're going to be putting our hope in the Lord together. So let me pray for us and then we'll move into a short uh, discussion time. So let me pray. Uh, Heavenly Father, we thank you for redemption. Uh, We thank you that we don't uh, have to pull ourselves out of the depths on our own, uh, that you actually pull us out yourself, Uh, that there is grace even for the greatest sinners, uh, people like us, people that wander from you, uh, that you take us back. I pray that uh, we would put our hope in that good news above uh, all else, and that we'd be changed by it. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.